Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Welcome again to today's broadcast of Jesus the Healer. We're so glad you've joined us. And we have had a really privileged time to study the different healings that happened under Jesus's earthly ministry. I tell you, we have been having a good time for weeks and weeks and weeks. We've been looking at these different healing incidents because if we'll do what these people did, when they receive from Jesus, we'll get what they got from Jesus. And uh, we want to make sure that we understand that healing is so important to Jesus. That was one third of what he did throughout his earthly ministry. The word says he went everywhere teaching, preaching and healing. Your health is so important to Jesus. It cost him everything so that his people could live healed. And so it is our sheer delight to study these incidents of healings under his earthly ministry. So we invite you, get your Bible, follow along with us, get a notebook, get a pen or pencil and and take notes and study. But above all things, expect. Above all things, release your faith when this word is taught. Just don't sit and just think that you're just watching a preacher on television. These are answers for your life and you can receive your healing. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, my healing is an impossible condition. There's nothing impossible with God. So don't ever settle for something. Don't ever decide that your situation is beyond help because impossible things are so easy for God because all things are possible to him that believes the condition for receiving the impossible, turning them into the possible is believing and believing is not a feeling. It's a choice. So choose to believe even when arguments try to come to your head, reasonings try to come to your mind to try to talk you out of it. Say, no, I choose to believe. Don't choose to figure it out. Just choose to believe. Because we can believe what we can't figure out. You know, anytime, so much of the time I fly on commercial airplanes, I don't know how that plane gets up in the air with all the luggage and all the people on it. But I certainly believe it every time I get on that thing. I believe it's going to get up. And it's the same thing. You can believe what you cannot figure out. And so don't try to figure out things that that would put you in the place of doubt choose to believe instead. In the previous episode, we were looking at the healing of the 10 lepers. And I want us to go back and read that passage. And uh, I invite you, if you haven't seen that previous message, go watch part one. This is part two, and we're going to tag on some things that I think will be a blessing to you. So we're going to read Luke chapter 16. And we're going to start reading in verse 11 and follow along with us, if you would. Luke chapter 16 and verse 11, it says, And it came to pass as Jesus went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. 
So we were stating in, in part one of this teaching that it's the priest who would, who would declare whether someone had leprosy or not. And they were pronounced, well, you're basically an outcast mm -hmm. if you're a leper. And so this is why Jesus said, go back to the priest and show yourself to the priest because the priest was the only one that could admit them back into society. Yes. If they were shown to be cleansed from leper, leprosy, which was a rare <laughs> incident, then they could be uh, received back into society. So this is why Jesus told them that. And then in verse 15, and excuse me, in verse 14, it says, and... Um, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at Jesus's feet, giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan. Well, what's that mean? That means he wasn't a Jew. He didn't know anything about covenants. In fact, he didn't even have a covenant with God. He was not considered one of God's people, but he had faith. And so he came back and it says that he was a Samaritan. Verse 17, and Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed and where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. And Jesus said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Now, when we look at this, I, it's such an important thing to see in verse 14, that it says that as they went, they were cleansed. As they did what the word said. Yes. As they did what Jesus said, they were cleansed. If I could say this, that so the majority of healings that we're going to receive are, are going to happen as we do what the word yes. says, yes. as we do, as we're feeding on the word, as we're believing the word, as we're acting on the word. So much of the time people want to have hands laid on them. Thank God for that flow of healing. But not everyone's going to be healed through someone laying hands on them. There's more than one method of receiving healing from Jesus. And the primary way and the best way is just to hear the word of what yeah. Jesus says, act on it and receive your healing. Yeah. Whether anyone else is there or present, whether any, whether the pastor is, is present or not, uh, you can right where you're at, see the word, act on the word, receive your healing by faith and power will meet that. So again, in the second part of verse 14, it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. So notice this, as they obeyed him, yeah. as they obeyed him. If we're not receiving something that we've been believing for, check up. Are we obeying what he said to us? Are we obeying the word or are we obeying something that he said to us by his spirit? Verse 15, and I, I so appreciate this one man. It says in verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed. So evidently he didn't see any healing when they started on their journey to the priest, but partway through that trip. And the word doesn't specify how long that trip was. We don't know how long they walked. Was it just a couple of minutes? Was it 20 minutes? Was it 45 minutes? We don't know how far they walked. It doesn't specify that in this passage. And it says, and when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. My guess is they didn't go too far. Right. Uh -huh. yeah. 
just when you start acting on the word, the power will meet you. But we see this, that when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. There's something in this man that we see his heart of gratitude. Even though he's not taught in Jewish law, even though he has no covenant with God because he's a Samaritan, just the human decency that when somebody has done something for me, I ought to show appreciation. I ought to show there's a proper response that when somebody does something good for you. And this is what we see that there's in this man. He he's he recognizes that he's healed. He turns back. And with a loud voice, it says he glorified God. He wasn't quiet about this. <laughs> he was very visibly before this time a leper. Now he's very loudly healed. And <laughs> verse 16, it says, well, in reading, I love this in verse 15 because it says he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. But it says in verse 16 and fell down at his feet and gave him thanks. So we see he turns back. So he's on his way and he turns back. And after he turns back, he's saying glory to God. He's glorifying God with a loud voice. When he reaches Jesus, he falls down at his feet and worships him. So all the way back, he's glorifying God loudly. Everybody's hearing him. And when he reaches Jesus, he falls down at his feet to worship him and give him thanks. So know this, never be ashamed to loudly be thankful. You know, there are people who will speak all kinds of, of things that shouldn't be spoken loudly, (laughs) but worship and praise is one thing that you can, you can just let God know. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So verse 16, he fell down at Jesus's feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Verse 17, and Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? In the previous episode, we were saying Jesus expected the nine to return. Jesus was looking for them. He knew it's not appropriate to receive something from him and keep going. It's not appropriate for God to bless you and you never acknowledge it to someone. That you don't acknowledge it to to God. You don't acknowledge it to someone. Listen, that's why your testimony is so important. It's one way of worshiping and glorifying God because you're acknowledging by telling someone else what God has done and what it will do. It will stir faith in others. How many times we find that people in the Bible were healed because they heard report of Jesus. They heard report and then they came to where Jesus was and received. How come they were able to hear hear someone told their testimony? That is a form of glorifying God to tell the testimony. And so Jesus saw that this was inappropriate for all 10 were cleansed. But only one, all 10 had the process of leprosy stopped, but only one came back and publicly acknowledged it. If I could say this, when you're part of a local church and someone, you, maybe your pastor prays for you, maybe someone in that church prays with you and you receive something from God it's no, it's not appropriate to be absent from then on from church. Oh, 
There are some times that people will have a need and they'll just want to show up for one service and get their need met and go back to their old way of living. Listen, God loves you so much. And I've seen him meet and heal people who just showed up one time. But the thing is, you don't just want to receive your help. You want to hold fast to your answer. Because the enemy is always looking to steal from you what God's blessed you with. And to go to a church service just one time, to go to the pastor just one time and receive something, but not show back up is not securing the, it's not closing the door to the enemy. Because if the enemy sees that you don't return to give thanks. Gratitude is a safeguard. As you show gratitude and worship to God of what he has already blessed you with, it keeps the devil from stealing that from you. The Bible says, hold fast to that which thou hast. Hold fast to it. Why? Well, evidently he's letting us know there's an enemy out there that wants to try to steal from you what you've received. So he tells us to hold fast. And the best way to hold fast to anything you've received from God is every day thank him for it. Father, thank you so much. You know, we should never get tired of saying thank you for saving me. Thank you that I'm born again. No matter if it's been 20, 30, 40 years ago, that gratitude will keep our faith moving. Amen. And so Jesus said in verse 17, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? Verse 18, there are not found that returned to give glory to God. Think of that phrase. There are not found. They aren't found. Jesus was looking for him. We don't ever want Jesus to look for us in church service and we're not there. We don't ever want Jesus to look for us to return in worship and we're not there. Amen. Jesus is looking for us to be at certain places at certain times. That when we, when he told us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, that's in Hebrews 10. When he tells us that, then he's going to look for us to be assembled. Right? He was looking for these nine. And uh, it says he couldn't find them. Why? Because they didn't show back up to give gratitude. So verse 18 again says, There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save the stranger. Returning to give glory is important to you, and it's important to God. Verse 19, Jesus said unto him, Which one? The one that returned. The one that worshipped. This is the one he said to, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. In verse 14, it says that all 10 of them were healed or cleansed. But in in verse 19, the one that worshiped was made whole. Body parts put back. Things that were missing. Fingers that were missing from that leprous, that leprous disease. Toes. Facial features that were missing. Body parts. What was missing was put back. Why? Because for the one who worships, there's something more God has for them. There's something more. And I'm just, I I want to say to you, especially to the viewers watching, God prompted me in teaching this to tell you 
Worship will put back body parts. Worship will put back body parts. And you may say, I was born without a particular body part. Worship will put back body parts. You may say, uh, well, Pastor Nancy, I had something surgically removed. Worship will put back body parts. Now, somebody may watch this and say, you know, Pastor Nancy, you shouldn't say that to people and give them false hope. I didn't. Jesus said that. He said, your faith has made you whole. Well, what did Jesus call faith? This man didn't come back quoting a verse. He didn't come back uh, making any kind of prayers other than this. All he did was come back and show gratitude. He worshiped. He thanked him. And what did Jesus say to him? Your faith. He called his worship faith. So we could, we could use this interchangeably. We could state it this way. Your worship has made you whole. Because he called faith worship. Your worship has made you whole. We could say this, your worship has put back your body parts. Now, people will read that and say, well, it was really the power of God. Jesus didn't mention the power of God. Now, don't misunderstand me. Yes, there was the power of God present, but Jesus was emphasizing it's not the power that 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 uh, initiated this. It was the man's worship in faith. Yes. That initiated his wholeness. Yes. Amen. So, yes, it's God's power. But I'll tell you this. If we will do our part, God will always do his part. Never has man done his part and God not done his part. To every miracle, to every healing, there is a man's side and there is a God's side. So I want to tell you. And I say it boldly to you because I want to put hope in you. Not only that, I want to put faith in you through the word that the word says, thy faith has made thee whole. Your worship in faith can make you whole. You can lay in bed at night and say, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. And it that power will begin to work and put back body parts. You say, Pastor, how long will it take? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. What matters is that he loves doing what men call impossible. So I urge you and I say this by the by the spirit of God and under the anointing of God, believe for body parts to be put back. You say, well, I've never seen that before. Read the word. It's in the word right there. We just read it. You saw it. And so you're authorized to believe it. If it belonged to him, it belongs to anyone who will do the same thing he did. And he was a Samaritan. He didn't even have a covenant with God. If you're born again, you have a better covenant than they had under the old covenant. And under the better covenant, how much more you should receive body parts than a Samaritan who had no covenant. Worship is an act of gratitude and God will always respond to gratefulness. When you're grateful, I tell you what, God will bless you with power. He will bless you with your help, bless you with your answer. 
As I said, gratitude and thanksgiving and worshiping God is a safeguard to keep the devil from stealing from you what God's blessed you with. I want to read to you out of Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is the Amplified Classic Translation. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verses 47 and just the first part of 48, it says this, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart in gratitude for the abundance of all with which he has blessed you, therefore you shall serve your enemies. Notice that. He's saying that whenever someone wasn't grateful, what would happen? The enemy would get involved. Gratitude keeps the enemy off your life. When you're grateful, when you're saying, praise the Lord, Father, thank you for my salvation. Thank you for my health. Thank you for supply. Thank you for abundance. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for peace. Thank you for joy. The devil cannot touch what you put gratitude on. Amen. Hallelujah. So this man went from healing to wholeness. And it was worshiping God. It was gratitude to God that took him from just having the process of leprosy stopped to having restored what the leprosy destroyed. Amen. God has new body parts. Listen, you say that's just far-fetched. Well, who created your body? God created your body. And you know this, uh, any, any manufacturer of a, has a certain company, they always create extra parts. Why? Because people break things. People damage things. And you can contact a manufacturer if you have a product and you can contact a manufacturer and get a replacement part. Now, if you don't think that they have any replacement parts, you won't contact them. If you don't think they're in business anymore, you won't contact them. Well, God's always in business. He's always in business. And he's got replacement parts. Amen. You say, well, how do I know that? This verse tells us that there's replacement parts and God delights in replacing Amen. Amen. He delights. Listen, worship gave this man what those other nine did not get. The other nine had the process of leprosy stopped. That means there was no further destruction of their body. But it doesn't say that they had body parts put back. They said they were healed or they were cleansed of the leprosy. But this man, it's a different word. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. So worshiping will give you things others don't have. Worshiping will put back what was lost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is not false hope. (laughs) This is the fullness of what God wants in your body. Hallelujah. 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 
You know, Brother Hagen, Dad Hagen was our spiritual father. And I love something that he made a statement of. He said, reverence must be restored to get into the miracles of the last days. Reverence must be restored. He means to the church. That when we're reverent and we're worshipful, worshipful, grateful, that it will restore things to us. When we restore those that flow back into our lives and into our church services, uh, that miracles will happen at a whole nother degree, a whole nother level. Now, there's a, a precious man of God. Many of you would know of him, Brother Norval Hayes. He's gone to heaven. But I want to I want you to listen to what Jesus said to him one day. God spoke to Brother Norval and said, my children basically love me, but they live in poverty and sickness and defeat. They don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. Now think of that. He didn't say they don't worship him. They said he said they don't worship him enough. Well, when is enough? Well, just know this. Worship brings the anointing and the anointing destroys the yoke. Isaiah said the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So worship brings the anointing and the anointing destroys the yoke. That leper brought those body parts back as he worshiped God, the power of God was able to meet his worship. But this, this leper initiated it, not God. Jesus didn't even initiate the healing of these 10 men. They're the ones that called out first. Jesus didn't call them out. They called out to Jesus first. They initiated their cleansing and this one leper initiated his wholeness. He worshiped enough. How much is enough till the anointing comes? Pastor Nancy, how long do I have to worship? Worship till the anointing comes. Worship till the anointing comes into manifestation. Listen, there's an anointing in you as a believer. You have an anointing within. Now worship, worship God and and that anointing will come in a manifestation and it will start working in your behalf. So this is what God told Norval Hayes. They don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. Hallelujah. He said, you're teaching faith and confession. You're praying for the sick, but you need to worship me more and you need to teach my people to worship me more. I'm their God. They're my children. Listen to this. If you'll teach my children to worship me more, I will do great and mighty things for them. Listen to that. If you'll teach my children to worship me more, I will do great and mighty things for them. Wouldn't we say that that leper received a great and mighty thing that day? He did receive with no covenant. A Samaritan with no covenant. God did great and mighty things because God responds to worship. Why? Worship is an act of faith. Worship is an act of faith. To hold yourself in the flow of faith, continue to worship. So I speak to you and those of us in this room, we join our faith together and we speak to you. We speak to your bodies. We speak to body parts that the body parts come back into your body. We speak for arms and legs and organs and joints in Jesus name. You just receive that. You say, I believe in the power of God that restores my body to wholeness. 
Hallelujah. This is not too hard. This is not too far-fetched for God. This is the word. So receive wholeness into your body. Worship him. Worship him and worship him till that anointing comes and, and, and destroys the yoke off your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.